Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network, the author of Appointed, and a premier contributor for The Blaze. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. Happy Sunday. How are you doing out there, DFW? I hope you have had an incredible week. We are staring at a new week full of opportunity, full of excitement. What are you going to do for our God this week? This is your week. Don't let it pass you by and all of a sudden you wake up and it's Thursday and you haven't done anything productive for King Jesus. I want you right now to make a determination. I am going to spread the gospel to someone this week that needs it. I am going to encourage them. I am going to look and speak life to them. I am going to tell them that all things are possible with God this week. This week, my life is going to count on planet Earth. Woo! We're already starting good. Uh, Welcome to the show today. Man, I got a word for you guys today. First of all, I love you, love you, love you. Um, For those of you that are listening, I would love to hear from you. Um, I love to hear from you guys. I hear from you guys all the time. Uh, My main page for social media is on Facebook, Autumn Miles. Uh, you can you can message me there. You can follow along. I'd love that. You don't have to. I'm not going to be offended if you don't. Um, also, we've got an Instagram page. That's where I do all my cute. I have four kids. I do all my cute little pictures of my Bambinos. I got an 11 year old, an eight year old and two one-year-olds and um, almost a two-year-old. My son is about to turn two. I can't even believe it. We adopted uh, the babies and the older kids are biological um, children. All four we are obsessed with and I like to show them off. You can um, follow me over there on Instagram as well. Uh, We also, if you have not caught the show on the regular time um, or you are catching it late or you you miss the show every week you can check us out also on youtube these go up every week on youtube as well also podcast autumn miles just search it on itunes um okay i think that's enough of my announcements we want to engage with you um i believe uh that we need to sort of attack this culture with biblical truth with with truth with, with hardcore truth, there's a lot of um, false things being talked about that don't represent Jesus. You know, I love it when someone uh, comes up to me and says, God told me to tell you. And I'm thinking to myself, well, God didn't tell me. Sometimes we blame so much on God, so much on Jesus that Jesus not only is not in, he is not, he doesn't want to be in. He doesn't want to be a part of. This is not what I'm going to talk about today, but I don't even know where this came from. Roll with me though on this. I believe that our culture needs truth coupled with people that are going to say, I will stand up and I will be someone of great faith for my God. Our world needs that. And I would love um, I would love for you to follow along on our ministry 
page, my page, um, you know, and just be encouraged in your daily walk. You know, this happens once a week, but the pages, uh, the social media pages are live and active all the time. Now, this is for you today. Those of you out there who need a perspective shift. Okay, Uh, I'm so passionate about truth these days because I see a lot of people not really representing the pages of God's word um, uh, uh, the way they should be. They're not leading with God's word. They're leading with their opinion. And um, I just I I have such a passion for biblical literacy to increase in our world. We need less of us, more of Jesus. We need to decrease he needs to increase in the way we live our lives in the way that we talk to people in the way that we represent him less of us more of him and I just I think it's so interesting just coming off the holidays um this passage of scripture that I'm going to talk to you about um I want you I want to read in Isaiah 9, and I want you to just stay with me. I think um, coming off the holidays, this will be a really relevant passage of scripture. This passage of scripture was directed to Israel. Okay. They had, they, they were going through a bunch of hard times. Okay. And all of us can understand that. Like we've all, we've all had hard times. Okay. Um, But here, Isaiah is going to bring them hope. And these, if, if I was someone and I have read these, uh, these words many times when I have gone through a hard time. And even though it was set, um, so many years ago and centuries ago, it still brings me hope, um, when I am going through things today. So I want, I want you to just put yourself back in Israel's place. You've gone through so much. And you need a good word. You need good news. You need um, something positive. Well, this is what he says, Isaiah 9, 1. But there will be no more gloom for her who is in anguish. In earlier times, he treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali with contempt. But later on, he will make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness will see great light. Isn't that incredible? I'll just stop there for two seconds. The people that walk in darkness, they will see light. You, you in a dark time in your life, you are going to see life. If good has not come, God is not finished because he makes all things good. Those who live in the dark land, the light will shine on them. You shall multiply the nations, Isaiah says. You shall increase their gladness. They will be glad in your presence and with the gladness of harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil, you shall break the yoke of the burden and the staff on their shoulders. The rod of the oppressor as at the battle of Midian, which I don't I don't have time to go into all that, but uh, Search that, the battle of Midian. For every boot of the booted warrior in battle tumult and cloak rolled in blood will be for burning fuel for the fire. For this is why he can be so confident. For a child will be born to us. 
son will be given to us. And the government will rest upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. He is the good counselor. He is the one when you have no one uh, to counsel, maybe everyone's forsaken you. He is the wonderful counsel. He is the source of wisdom. He is the God that even though the Bible says the multitude of counselors, there is safety. He gives counsel to the counselors. He is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God. Your might fail. God's might doesn't. It is infinite. It lasts forever. He will school you on your best day on his worst day. He is the mighty God. He will bring miracles to your situation. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, eternal father. He can take you to heaven. He's not just going to be your father here on this earth. He will be your father eternally. He will be trusted. Uh, uh, He will be trustworthy eternally. He will oversee your um, transition from life to death to eternal life. He is your eternal father and he is the prince of peace. Peace comes from him. He is the author of peace. It. Now that's that's pretty good news. There will be no increase to his government or peace. How many people have tried to decrease Jesus's reign, his fame? They've tried to they mock him, make fun of him, and yet, and yet, there has been no stopping the Jesus movement because you can't. Why? Because he is God. He was there before we all were here. There will be no end to his increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it, to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. The zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. I absolutely love this passage of scripture. Um, Our zeal won't accomplish this. Mary's zeal didn't accomplish this. Um, a, A good idea didn't accomplish this. The zeal, the passion, the love for us, the love for himself, the passion that God has about his son, about his plan, about us, the unconditional uh, uh, love for us accomplished this. Now, I would say after reading this passage of scripture, first of all, I'm a little bit jealous of Isaiah that he was the one that got to sort of um, be like, what's up? What's up, Israel? Guess what? Your gloom's going to be no more. The, there will be light to your day. Good things are going to happen for, for unto us, a child is going to be born. Now to us, looking back on this passage, you know, Israel had to look forward. We have the uh, privilege of, of, of and benefit of looking back to see what has already happened. They had to uh, face their faith forward and believe that this is going to happen as, as told to them by the prophet Isaiah, but we get to look back. This was incredibly good news uh, to the nation. Awesome. A son's going to be born. He's going to help us. He's going to deliver us. there, There is no value too great to put on this child no value this is god's son 
in flesh. He is God in flesh. He is the God-man. There is nothing greater that we could value than Jesus. He is the reason we get to live. If you're listening to this, and I I just feel like I need to share this before I go into the next part. If you are listening to this and your life has been completely filled with gloom, and you've heard about this Jesus guy and you've heard and, you know, you, you maybe you're passing some churches um, as, as you are heading home or, or heading to lunch or wherever it is uh, that you're heading. And, and, and the radio just happened to stop on 100.7 here. I want you to know that whatever you are going through, there is an answer. And his answer, the answer to your deepest desire, to your gloom, to all the things that are happening to you, to, to your life that is so jumbled in sin that you don't know how to get out and everything keeps piling on top of it and you have no help and you have no um, assistance and all you know is that enough is enough and you are about to break. Let me introduce you to someone. His name is Jesus Christ. He came and was born. He is God's son. God sent his son to this earth so that you could go to heaven one day. But when God sent his son to this earth, he took on all of the sin, all of the weight, all of the pain that you're dealing with right this second on a cross that he chose to get on to be sacrificed for us. You know, This is not the way God saw the world or or really wanted the world. He knew it was going to happen. Of course, God knows everything. But when sin entered the world, there had to be a payment for it. And that payment, God decided, was going to be in his son. So there was a man named Jesus that came to die for everything that you are carrying today. That guilt, that shame of all that stuff that you've done or maybe are doing. Jesus came to pay for and to forgive you for. And what he says in his word is that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So as you're sitting in your car today and you're thinking, I can't do it anymore. I am, I, I, I'm sick of religion. I'm sick of what I hear. I'm sick of all this stuff. You know, forget all that. Let's just focus on one thing. Let's focus on Jesus who came to pay for your sin and to take you to heaven when you die. You know, it tells us in the scripture three days later that he resurrected from the dead. And, and it's amazing. I encourage you to get into the Bible and I encourage you um, to read the story of Jesus. But, but just in this moment, if you put your faith and you put your trust in him, he will enter into your, your life. If you invite him in, he'll enter in, he'll forgive you, and he will be the biggest, best, most awesome resource you could ever dream of to help you live out your days on this 
planet, and then when you pass away, it'll take you to heaven. And that's not from me. That's not from Autumn Miles. That is from the Bible, from his word. I felt like I needed to pause there uh, just for a moment. And, and you know, um, it's as simple as inviting him in. It's as simple as repenting from your sin. That's all it takes. I, I asked Jesus to come into my life and there was no church. <laughs> it was 3 a.m. in the morning. I was in an abusive marriage thinking, I can't do this anymore. I almost ended my life. But that's when I found Jesus. I don't even want to move on from that, but I'm going to. There is so much value in Jesus. And I think our world, you know, some of us, some of us value him greatly. And we, we see I, I, in my life, um, just very specifically, I, I would be nothing without him. He is my everything. He is my source for living. And maybe you're, you're saying that today as you listen along. Yes, yes, that's me. I, I can't do it without him. Um, but then there are, there are, there are some of, of us that don't value him much at all. And I was reading this passage of scripture and I, and I think it's so um, incredible. Um, as I paralleled these two in Matthew 26, it says this verse six. Now, when Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster vial, a very costly perfume. And she poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. But the disciples were indignant when they saw this and said, why this waste? For this perfume might have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why do you bother the woman? For she has done a good deed to me. For you always have the poor with you. But you do not always have me. For when she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for my burial. Truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken of in memory of her. Now, this is what this woman did. You know, she she recognized the fact that here, here is, this is Jesus. This is God. This is uh, the guy that, that hope is encapsulated in. I, I feel like I want out of the abundance of my heart. I feel like I want to um, give him everything that I have. This one vial of perfume, they say it's worth 300 denarii. Um, which was about a, a year's salary. Today it would be worth about thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars. That I don't. I don't see a lot of people having that much money laying around these days. Now, if you're a baller, maybe you do. But this woman had saved and secured uh, this ointment for a very, very special day, a very special cause, a very special thing. And she looked at Jesus and she saw, yes, he is not just worth this. It wasn't just the oil that she dumped on him, the, the perfume that she that she anointed his head with. She literally gave her him everything. She gave him her humility. She gave him her courage. She gave him um, emotionally her insecurity. 
in this very one act, it wasn't just the the ointment. I think we get caught up in the ointment, and that's a, that's a, that's a, that's awesome. Like it's thirty five thirty thirty five thousand um, dollars. I don't see anyone crashing oil on my head for that much money. But she saw that he was worth everything she had. Humility, her insecurity, being um, attacked by the disciples for heaven's sakes. It was worth it to her because she saw who he was. And honestly, I actually, I I believe that she would have done more if she would have had a hundred thousand dollar bottle of, of perfume. She would have dumped that on him. She, she, she would have given him whatever she had because that's how much he was worth to her. And, And Jesus says right here in the scripture, why do you bother the woman? For she has done a good deed. Verse 13 says this, verse 26, 13, truly I say to you. Wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken of in memory of her. She saw the value in Jesus. I think it's interesting. This is kind of where I want to draw the parallel that in verse 14, this is directly under, for those of you mathematicians, verse 13. This is what, uh, this is the very next Point. Then one of the twelve named Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest and said, what are you willing to give me to betray him, Jesus, to you? And they weighed out 30 pieces of silver to him. From then on, he began looking for a good opportunity to betray Jesus. Now, on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? So this is what is happening here in the same chapter verse right after Jesus said, listen, this woman is going to be talked about everywhere. We see a direct parallel of how Judas, the the great betrayer, uh, viewed Jesus. Mary said, I will give everything to Jesus. I will be sold out to Jesus. I will do anything that I can for Jesus. I will give him everything, uh, my all. I surrender it all. Judas, on the other hand, and I know that there are people listening right now that need to sort of check yourself. I love you. God loves you. But check yourself. There is uh, uh, there immediately following that there was Judas who looked at Jesus as a value, but what he could gain. He didn't want to give to Jesus. He wanted to take from Jesus. Uh, I see this happening very often in, in marketing campaigns for Jesus. People um, are, are trying to um, further their agenda by seeing what can I get out of Jesus? How many followers can I get from Jesus? What can someone give me if I just talk about Jesus? People are looking at Jesus as this, um, as what they can gain, not what they can give. I think this is wrong. Jesus is not something we can gain from now now yes of course we gain a relationship and we gain eternal life but if you are trying um to get your agenda out um just by what you can get from jesus that is wrong thinking you know i think of some people out there what is what is jesus worth to you is he just worth um going to church on sunday going to church once a month 
Are you checking your Jesus card? Is that all he's good enough for you? Well, um, I got saved when I was eight at summer camp. Well, I, I, I don't need to talk to him anymore. I'm going to heaven. I can live however I want. What is Jesus worth to you? Because if you think that Jesus is only worth 30 pieces of silver, which which in today's society is $750 um, that you can get from him, you don't know the real Jesus. Judas didn't know him. He was around him. He was surrounded by him, but he did not see what Mary saw. She gave all she could. Judas took all he could get. And I want to just challenge you guys going, going into uh, 2017. They both are always spoken about. Mary is always spoken about as being the woman who, with the alabaster vial, uh, the woman who gave everything. But Judas is always also spoken about all the time as well as the great betrayer. And I, I just wonder today, I just want to put it out there. Which one are you? Are you surrendered and saying, Jesus, you are my all, you are my everything, you you are my source, my, my resource for living? Or are you like Judas and saying, what can I get from you, Jesus? How many followers can I get? Can I sell a book? Can I do the, can, can I do, I'm just going to check my Jesus card and get into heaven. Which one are you? Because all of us should be the former. He's on a marketing campaign. He's the king of kings. And the Lord of Lords. So as we go into 2017, make him that in your life if he's not already. I love you guys. I'll see you right back here next week on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM.